Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The church, the Catholic church. Now, as you all know, I'm an atheist, so I couldn't care less if the churches are closed or open. But on a point of principle, for the Catholics who listen to me on a daily basis, I respect their worship and I respect their views, and I believe that they should be allowed to go to Mass. And the Constitution clearly sets out that you have a right to worship. Now, it is a little bit complicated because the Constitution doesn't give you a right to go to a church, from what I can see, but that could be argued in court. The Constitution clearly states in Article 44 that you have a right to worship. Now, you can worship at home. But the Catholic Archbishops uh, said that on the, the Dublin Diocese website, I was just looking there, that despite assurances from the Taoiseach, the concerns expressed by the Archbishops would be given a serious consideration. They note with disappointment that none of the issues raised has been responded to. We therefore make an urgent appeal uh, that the easing of restrictions from Level 5 should include restoration of public worship. And they also talk about that the number of mourners permitted to funerals should be increased, noting that Northern Ireland never went below 25. That current the current restrictions in Ireland uh, place great, immense burdens on grieving families, compounding their pain and loss. They said we strongly believe that allowing these measures would contribute greatly to giving a sense of hope and consolation to many churchgoers. Now, COVID-19 has radically changed our lives, according to Bishop Monaghan, who said most people have the view that the Catholic Church will be in a very different place as we emerge from the global pandemic. Even prior to the lockdown, numbers engaging with the Church had declined dramatically. And many are of the view that the decline will be greatly accelerated going forward. And so I want to know if they should be open. Because, of course, a lot of people are saying different things in relation to, you know, what Michal Martin, who, by the way, is probably the worst communicator as a Taoiseach, as far as I'm concerned, that we've ever had. Uh, between him and Leo Varadkar, we have no idea what is going on. He will say one thing, Leo says completely the opposite the next day in the papers, or the papers will take something he said, uh, the context of something he said, completely the opposite way to what Leo has, or Michal has said the day before. As you know, Michal, or Leo Varadkar yesterday, has said that easing restrictions would be a mistake. Uh, Michal Martin was suggesting there will be some easing of restrictions but very, very limited. I think what the essentially the Irish government are doing, unlike the German government, who yesterday, and I have to say, I'm not a fan of governments in general, but Angela Merkel must be applauded for her bravery as a leader yesterday to come out and apologise to the people of Germany. She said last week that they would have, now, they, as you know, they're not in lockdown, but they will have, they have restrictions. But she said they would go into lockdown for Easter weekend. They were going to close everywhere for Easter weekend because case numbers were up. People went mad. The Germans, of course, don't put up with that nonsense. Uh, the political party, the opposition political parties went crazy. She then retracted it yesterday and said, listen, I'm sorry. It was a bad decision. I'm sorry. I take full responsibility. This is what she said. I take full responsibility for a bad decision. It's an awful shame our politicians won't do the same thing. They're making extremely bad decisions that are affecting people's lives. Now, I've said this time and time again over the last three or four weeks. There has been numerous studies and reports out at this stage. There ha- you could fill the walls with them that show that lockdowns are not making a huge amount of difference when you, when you factor in how many people's lives are affected by lockdowns themselves. And factor that in with the COVID deaths as well. That the lockdown is not worth it. But of course, our politicians are not listening. They don't care. So next week, Michal will stand up there most likely on Thursday, not on Good Friday, on Thursday. And he'll gaslight you all. And he'll say, I'll tell you what, we might move the 5k to 10k. And I'll tell you what, just to keep the Catholics happy, sure, we might open the churches with a maximum number of 50 people or something like that. He may say that. I don't know. I can't predict exactly what he said, what he'll say. But it'll be very little, let me tell you. So I want to know if you believe the churches should be open 
for Easter weekend. Good Friday, Easter Sunday, Holy Saturday. It's a big time of the year for Catholics. I'm not a Catholic, so I don't understand the importance of it. But like everybody, I'm sure you understand the importance of um, Christmas to Christianity. Well, then Easter is just as important to Christianity. So I want to know, do you believe the churches should be open? There are those out there who believe absolutely not now. We can't have that many people gathering in the one building at the same time. Particularly those who would be old and vulnerable. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Let me call upon my favourite Catholic, James. Good, Good afternoon, afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon, Niall. Good afternoon, James. James, it's, it's, it's possible Michal might throw a little straw out there, you know, a little bit of gaslighting to the Catholics on Holy, uh, Holy Thursday. It's possible, isn't it? Well, I hope he does it for cock only, anyway, now, if nothing else. Well, but <laughs> He's a cock Taoiseach. Right. He should be looking after his own. Mm. You know something? Uh, I'm, I'm not digressing now, but, uh, you know, that whole business of going to America with the shamrock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michal was, was um, fully expecting to go now. Oh, he was, yeah. I saw the, bo- the body language there weeks before he was going. He said he was going. He was only waiting for the invitation. But this great friend of Ireland, Joe Biden... Decided, no, I couldn't be bloody bothered meeting this Taoiseach. I'll just do it on Zoom and get rid of him. Did you watch the Zoom, did you? Oh, it, was, it, was it was a bit embarrassing, wasn't I, it? I, I, actually, we should give up that, actually. We should <laughs> give up this going to the, like, with the cap in hand to, to America. To, but my, mind you, the that. one thing he was asked to do was ask him for vaccines, because they have millions of them sitting in storage in Iowa. Yes. And the one thing he was asked to do, he didn't actually do. Well, he, he, he seemed too embarrassed did, to even ask. He shouldn't have to ask, Niall. This great friend of Ireland should be thinking about Ireland. And what, Brazil is going to get them. Mexico has got them. Canada is going to be assisted by the United States, but not Ireland. No. But to see, we're no more used to him now, uh, Niall. No. He, he, he was very, he, he's, he's already got the Irish vote. He, he, got caught, it. he was caught in Shemesini on a daily basis, Niall. <laughs> he was talking about his 999 cousin in Mayo. Mind you, what did he say one day when he was approached by a reporter and they said something to him? He said, I might be Irish, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's a bit of an insult, isn't it? Oh, yes. But getting back to the church, I mean, James, for me as an atheist, right, I personally couldn't give a damn if the churches are open or not. But to you, it's important. And I respect that. Maybe describe to people who are listening today who will say, but Sir James, you can sit down and kneel by your bed and pray at home. Why do you have to go to a church? Explain to them how the importance uh, of the church. I'm kind of happy enough to watch it on television, Niall, but I wouldn't be, you know, I don't want to compare myself to others. There are others that are very, very devout, Niall. Mm. And uh, they're, they're and they, their time is limited now. They, you know, if you're very elderly, your time is limited. And uh, they want as many more days to be going to the church. Yeah. And uh, whereas if you're young, at least, and you're 20, you'll have another 50, 60 years to do to make up for what's happened. In other words, for the time that the young people have been held up, at least they have 60, 70 years in front of them to uh, to party now. Yeah. <laughs> And go on holidays. What does that sound? Party like it's 1999. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the elderly, <clears throat> it's very important to some people. Some people, it's there, it's there, you know, it's what keeps them going now. Yeah, and I, by the way, I don't want to stereotype everybody who goes to Mass as being elderly, but primarily the people who do go to Mass would be older, the older population. Some young people go too, but oh, mainly yeah, the older would, population. Would get yeah. some young people, yeah. yeah. Uh, more so, actually, in the last number of years since Pope Francis became Pope. Mm-hmm. They seem to be drawn towards him now. Yeah. Um, but uh, as I said, uh, there's, there's no danger there now. So, I mean, there's there's less danger for an elderly person going in there than there is for going to a supermarket. I mean, I, do, I still do my own shopping, and 
I'd be more danger in the supermarket than I would be in there. Yeah, because by their very nature, these buildings are quite old. Yes. Um, the architecture and design of these buildings has extremely high ceilings. They're quite airy. I mean, they're they're always cold, to be honest with you. They're quite airy and they're big buildings. Yes, high roofs. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, maybe he will. I'm, I don't want to preempt him. He might. No, he might. Are you proud of Michal? As a Cork man, are you proud of him? Uh, I, I, or is he I, making I, a hames of it? I, I don't like to be disloyal. To a fellow Ah, yeah. Now, come on. You, I'm just, it's not about being disloyal. It's just, I mean, like um, it doesn't matter whether he's from Dublin, Leitrim, or Cork. Huh? You never turned against Bertie. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Bertie's a bit of an old favourite of yours now. Yeah, well, he was. But but I but I always thought Bertie was a bit of a people's person. I yes. don't. I thought Michal, and I remember the last time I interviewed Michal Martin, they all refused to come onto my show now because I, they won't answer me questions. Anyway, but I, the, I, the last time I talked to Michal was uh, during the year, and I remember saying to him at the end of the, the interview, this was before, of course, he was Taoiseach, you know, that, that I wished him luck, and I hope that he got the position of Taoiseach, because I did say to him, it would be nice to see you have a go of it, because I had a bit of faith and a bit of confidence in him, but I'm being sorely disappointed, James. Well, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, it takes uh, special characteristics to be a Prime Minister now. Mm. And everyone is cut out for it. He might no. be all right as a party leader. He w- I mean, in fairness, we have to remember one good thing he did was the smoking ban now. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a long time ago. I know, but that will go down. He said that has saved lives now. And he, he, as you know, he was under a lot of pressure that time mm. not to do it. And all the lobbyists and the people who didn't want yeah, to do it. But I, I, I know Ireland were the first country in Europe to do it uh, at the time. Uh, and in fairness to him, he was ahead of the he was ahead of the posse there. But it, but it was a, it was a worldwide movement. It wasn't just something that yes, Michal yes, decided to do. True, yes. Okay, but stay stay there for a second. Let me just go to Debbie as well. Debbie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Debbie? I'm fine, thank you, yourself. Good, Debbie. I mean, Debbie, are you a churchgoer? No, I'm not. I'm uh, not. I was um, brought up originally in the UK, so it would have been Church of England. Okay. And then when I got a bit older, I sort of had a different view on religion and everything. So I'm not a religious. I have a faith, but not a religion. Okay. All right. But okay. I, I, I think it's now living in here for such a long time and children are Catholic and, you know, they used to go to Mass and everything. I just feel it's part of the bone of. Oh, you're, you're breaking up a little bit, Debbie. Move your head or run up the stairs or do something there. Because I'm, I'm keen to know what you have to say. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Oh, you're gone. I'm gone. Oh, this is the place where, hang on, I'm Yeah, yeah, if you can, that'd be great because we're all very interested in what you have to say. But look, at, go ahead. Well, what I was saying is that I, I just believe it's part of who Irish people are. Okay, yeah. It's part of, to them, it's very important. And I just feel, you know, it's like with the pubs and everything. It's just, I don't know why. Like in Scotland, they just, the High Court said that it was illegal to keep the churches shut. So I think there's going to be a there. I mean, well, there is, a, there is a High Court challenge uh, as we speak going on in Ireland in relation to this by Declan Gandhi, I know. But in, yeah. se- but in saying that, I, I don't know how well that will work out. I hope it does work out for, for Declan's sake. But, but in saying that, the Ar- Article 44 of the Constitution does give you the right to worship and that right yeah. should not be impeded. Yeah, but, but, but in saying that, Nobody is stopping people from worshipping. I suppose it's to going to their place of worship. I, I don't know whether that's in the Constitution. I well, mean, you can kneel I, by the bed yeah. and pray if you want, and, you know, nobody's going to stop you from praying. Yeah, but, you know, it's... it's uh, uh, you know, I think some people just need to have the priest, you know, to have a congregation, to have their 
the, the sayings, to have. It's part of who they are. It's part of what they grew up with, and it's very important to them. Um, and I think that's why ruling said in Scotland, you you know... You can't do that. I, I know most countries haven't closed churches. Uh, for yeah. example, the United States never closed churches. And no, that was something no. that... Don, well, because Donald Trump, of course, is a conservative and a Christian, and he believed that was the wrong thing to do from the very start, so he never did it. Yes. And, I mean, in Germany, I mean... Angela Merkel wanted uh, five days over the Easter. Oh, she's apologised for that, yeah? Yes, and part of that was all to do with, you know, the religious weekend and all to do with the shops and everything else. So, you know, that was a bit of deeper power anyway. See, the concern, I I suppose Nefis are concerned because it's a big weekend for Christians. You know, um, I suppose, I don't know, James, which is more important, Christmas or Easter? Well, Easter not. Easter, okay. Um, yeah. As a Christian, okay, it's it's bigger, and you know you're going to have a huge attendance at mass, a huge attendance, you know, outside the church, inside the church, and I suppose this is the concern from Neffet that we don't want groups, large groups of people together. But I mean, we've already seen reduction in uh, ICU admission. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing the people of the age group that aren't really affected, you know, that are attending church would be around the age that may be getting you know, some percentage will be getting symptoms, but they're not going on to... Well, the majority, I would imagine, I would hope at this stage, the majority, or by Easter weekend anyway, of people over the age of 70 or close enough to that will be, have at least the first dose of the vaccine. That's right, yes, yeah. that's right. And they're already seeing that anyway in the drop in... Yeah, even with the first you know, dose, there's a huge drop, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I think common sense, most people are using common sense now, and you have more people going into a supermarket per day than you would attending the church, I'm sure. And the church, you know, they have the responsibility to keep people safe as well, like everybody has in their premises. So I think they're going to use, you know, reasonable, uh, you know, principles of keeping people safe and people will keep themselves safe. We've had it for a year now drummed into us. Yeah. I mean, mean, James, the Catholic Church or the uh, Catholic archbishops have also talked about the fact that this idea of, you know, not allowing people to go to a funeral, even in Northern Ireland, that number has never gone below 25 that the current restrictions basically place immense burdens on grieving families which compound their loss. Uh, you would agree with that, I imagine? Yes, Niall, there's no question about it. There'll be, there'll be problems later on. The governor are going to have to answer for this uh, because that's a very serious matter, uh, uh, funerals, Niall. Yep. And uh, not being allowed to go in and see their uh, people when they're dying, that's... There's going to be a backlash on that later on, I'd say now. Yeah, I think so. I, d- I, think th- I think there will be cases against the state. Now, I'm sure the state have themselves well and truly covered, uh, but I think there, w- there are going to be cases against the state in the future. Oh, I'd say so now. Well, they've made mistakes, James, but they won't. Well, here's the problem, James. They've made mistakes, but as Debbie rightly pointed out with Angela Merkel, you know, I mean, they're not willing to admit they're making mistakes. Yes, uh, strange enough, I, when, when Michal was in two there the other night, uh, I saw one of those briefings, I think, hmm. uh, and uh, one of the journalists asked him, like, could they, could he give more of a definite date for the hospitality sector? And I, I, I didn't like the way he dismissed her now. He said, no, 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 I'm not going to talk about that now. I said, like, you shouldn't be even asking me this question. And uh, I, I was a bit disappointed with him now. He, uh, you know, she said, could you give any more definite what's going to happen? She said, no, 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 I, I'll be speaking about that next week. And uh, he, he, she pursued him, but no, he... And uh, I was a bit surprised that I didn't, you know, answer the girl properly and yeah. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of Boris Johnson. Uh, but in saying that, you have to give the man some credit that he's there every day, telling everybody that he's going to do this and he's going to do that, and we're not going to go back into lockdowns again. <laughs> we're definitely going to open on this day and that day, and and he's given dates, so he's given people light at the end of a tunnel, isn't he? Yes, yes. I'm afraid. I think uh, they seem to be kind of a bit paralysed now. They seem to be terrified in case they'd make a mistake. I suppose the, 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 the shoot-up after Christmas when they went very, very high, they're terrified in case that would happen again. And um, so... Well, I mean, well, if it does, it does, unfortunately. I mean, I, I can't see that happening again, not till next year, because all viruses are seasonal. Uh, and I, don't, I know it was very easy to blame the people over the Christmas, but the, the, the data has shown that that increase in cases started before the lockdown even ended at the start of December. Anyway... Uh, look, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. Hello, Niall. Just listening to your conversation about Micheál Martin and the um, loosening of restrictions. Everything should be opened up. Churches, shops, pubs, the whole lot. And let's get back to normal. This is all complete crap. And the longer we put up with it, the longer it's going to go on. Somebody says, Niall, why are you so concerned about Catholics? You should have a good word to say about them. Uh, that, that, that's not fair. I have always said I respect their religion. And I respect their rights and the principle. I couldn't care less if the churches are closed. But on a point of principle, I do believe they should be open for Catholics if they want them to be open. Let me go to Anik. Anik, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good, Anik. Anik, now you're, you're a Christian, um, but do you believe the churches should be open? Because well, the Constitution doesn't protect the church, but it protects your religion. But, I mean, do you believe that they should be open? The churches can be open, yes. I don't think there should be a law against it or anything, but... I feel like on Easter particularly, as we've seen on every other public holiday so far, people tend to push the limits of the law a little bit when it comes to gathering in groups. So I'm Mm -hmm. just fearful that it'll happen again. Okay, so you think people will take the opportunity, you know, if things are relaxed, uh, to go out and actually enjoy themselves out to parks and beaches if the weather is good, or and there'll be too many people in the one place at the one time? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think that... uh, something like Easter, it's a religious um, day, but I don't believe that you need the church to appreciate the... See, you might not, Anika, and you might be grand and you can say there and kneel down at your bedside or whatever it is that, that you're comfortable saying your prayers or, you know, praying to, to God. But there, there are other people, you know, they they find they're at peace when they go into a church and they like to go into the, the silence, of, the solitude of a church and, and, you know, because it's the house of God and they'll kneel down there and, you know, look at the stations of the cross or whatever it happens to be. And they, that's important to them. Fair enough, but um, is is the the um, what do you call it the the pleasure of the one really worth the the lives of the many? I, I think that's a bit of an exaggeration, Anik. <laughs> and with the greatest respect, I, you know, I think we're going down rabbit holes saying, well, if Johnny goes, he might get home to Mary, and Mary might spread it to her mother up the road. And I, you could go on thinking like that for the rest of your life. Do you understand? Yeah. I, I I mean, at this stage now, so many elderly people have at least got the first dose of the vaccine. And and they would be primarily a lot of the people that would be going to the churches. Fair enough. You know, I, I mean, and I, then it's down to personal responsibility. I think we say to people, if Michal Martin said, you know, okay, we're going to open the churches, he'd say to people, but here you go, there's a risk involved. If you want to go, you go, but be aware that there's a risk involved. I mean, we can't live life without risk, can we? Yeah. But then where's the where's the limit, you know, because they mm. keep allowing one after the other. So well, I mean, how can you deny some things and allow different things? But is it got to a point now, it's, we're into year two of COVID-19, 
that people just want their... I mean, you heard the previous woman there on the, on the bit of audio I played. She said, open everything up. They just want their lives back. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> oh, don't we all? Okay, so, Nick, you don't believe we need the church, that if you're a good Christian, you don't need a church as such, as far as you're concerned. I fully agree. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, well, stay there, Nick, because, John, as a Christian, you do want the church. Yes, Noel, and like that woman just said a few minutes ago, not, even, not just with the churches, with everything. It's time to open society again. This uh, infection is going to be with us forever. It's not going anywhere. And whether possibly, we lock possibly, down, yes. Yeah, and whether we lock down or we don't lock down, the numbers are going to go up, they're going to go down. It's going around like a yo-yo. And I agree with that woman's uh, message. We need to open up everything. Society okay, but what, 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 what about what Anika's just said? She's a Christian just like you. Yeah. I, and obviously it's a big weekend for her too, for Christianity. It is, yeah. Uh, I didn't realise, by the way, but James mentioned it was more important than Christmas. I, I would have thought Christmas was ahead of it, but there you go. Yeah, so would I, actually. I thought well, I suppose Easter it's to me wouldn't have been the biggest, but obviously it is. But I always okay. thought Christmas was as well. Okay, so well, but either way, they're both very important. Way. They're both very important Christians. Well, they are important, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so uh, do, you, do you want, you, what, you believe that Christians should have the right to go to a church on Easter? Easter Sunday, Holy uh, Good Friday, Holy Saturday. Even. Niall, at this stage, any religion has the right to go to their church. Any religion. And any practicing person now has a right to practice a religion in their church, their mosque, wherever they, wherever religious faith they are. There's no, this government have no right to take away religious freedom or freedom of movement of anybody. They have no rights in that. And I think you pointed out in your show there one evening that there's no legal law to stop the churches from being opened. Well, no, that was the HSE. Now, I, I didn't say that. Now, what I said was the HSE, and I quoted the HSE at the time, had said that no priest would be arrested for giving, for, uh, for giving mass. But it seems that a priest last week was threatened to be arrested by yeah, the police. Twice, yeah, twice, yeah. Three or four So, I, so they, they're going against their own rules at that, at that stage. I don't, I don't think it's within the law to arrest a is priest. There any legal, is there any legal um, law there now to say that to open the church on a Sunday, to have people at Mass on Sunday? I, is I, I, think, I, I think, John, the churches and the, uh, you know, the Association of Catholic uh, Bishops and all the rest of them, I think they've been very cooperative with the state. Too much. Uh, well, there is obviously a high court challenge at the moment, and I I do believe that it would be difficult for the state to force churches to close. Although they are doing it at a cooperation with the state, I think it's difficult because in the constitution it could be argued that you you know you have a right to worship, and that place of worship for Christians obviously is a church for for Muslims is a mosque or whatever. Where so you have a, and you and you have a right. To work a synagogue. I have to mention the synagogues as well. Yeah, Although they, they, I don't, yeah, there's not. There, show, yeah. Is there many synagogues in Ireland? I don't think there is. There's only. I don't know. I would know about any any other faith bar Catholic. Yeah, I think no. Honest. I think there's only about thirteen hundred Jewish people in Ireland. Would you believe that the population of Jewish people is very small in Ireland? Yeah. Okay, but but in saying that, could you not just kneel down by the bed, John? People, that's the the point Anique is making that she doesn't want large numbers of people, you know, gathering in a church. Would you not just kneel down by the bed and say a few prayers? With all due respect to your your previous caller, she wants to do the fire ahead. But for me, I've seen a church now where at Christmas time, when it was opened up for uh, the Christmas, uh, you know, holiday there, the Christmas sacrament and what have you. The fact of the matter was you had people coming in. There was only about 100 people allowed to come into the church. And we're talking about big churches here. There was only 100 people allowed to come in. They were all wearing the masks. They were all socially distanced. And they all were guided out, in and out. By ushers, yeah. By ushers. Now, there's no reason in this world why that cannot continue 
while this bullshit pandemic's going on. Really, and in your opinion, end, that's I, bullshit. Yeah, so. I know. I've okay. no time for a night. You know yourself. Okay, no, that's fair enough. But the fact is, there's no reason why that this cannot continue, that that system cannot continue for Sunday Mass going forward and into the future. There is no reason whatsoever. Okay, well, Anik, do, do you want to respond to that? There's no reason why they shouldn't be open. And I suppose John is citing the fact that they're large buildings, they're plenty of space, they've high roofs, and they had, you know, they did limit the numbers, I think, to 100 when they were open, you know, for the larger buildings or 50 or whatever it was. So, and they were doing it very responsibly, that people wear masks when they're going to them. So what's the problem, Anique? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's, if the question, I'm maybe misunderstood. If the question is if they should close the churches completely, then no. Well, no, they are, well, they are closed at the moment. They are completely closed. Um, yeah. But I think they shouldn't allow it to the numbers that were allowed before. So it should just be monitored properly, but... Um, With respect, uh, the churches in Ireland over the last few years haven't been busting at the seams anyway. No, they have not. not I mean, the, the, the attendances at churches have gone down greatly in the last 20 years. So I don't think, Anik, that they're packed. Okay. Unless it's Christmas Day or something like that. You know what I mean? They, they tend not to be. All right. You know. well, that's a fair point. I'm, I'm just worried that, uh, you know, people will take advantage of it. And if it's the only day of the year that people are allowed to go to church, I feel like most people that can and have the ability to will. Will go. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, because I, I mean, somebody else mentioned a very important point for elderly people. It's a social outlet. Yeah. And can, it is. I, can I come in there for a second, if you don't mind? I don't yeah. like cutting across people. But, but the fact is, that I have to say this now to the bishops uh, at this country. It's time now he woke up and he said to the government, no, I'm taking my churches back. I'm here for the people. This is my people. This is not your people. You can have your, you know, your government legislation all you want. But the fact of the matter is I am here for the people, for the religious faith of these people. And I'm taking the churches back. And they should not be pondering to the government like they have been for the year, the year and a year, a year and a half now. Okay, well, we'll stay there for a second. And by the way, just to mention that, yes, only said there's five synagogues in Dublin or in the Republic of Ireland, should I say. Five synagogues. I knew there wasn't that many. Let me go to uh, Noel. You're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Noel? Hello, Noel. How are you doing? How are you doing, Noel? Uh, Noel, you've been listening there to John. And he basically says if you're you know, a good Christian, you can pray at home anyway. I mean, she's not making a big deal of it, but she's saying you can pray at home anyway. So what's, what's the problem? Well, I, I would I say this to you. In the last year... I, I have lost my mother and my uncle and my aunt, who would be in, in their 80s. Now, none of them um, passed away from COVID, but I have the height of admiration for that generation. They went through the toughest times, and they grew up going to Mass um, mm-hmm. at the weekends, but they also, in their later years, would have gone to daily Mass. Yeah. And it was an absolute huge part of their lives, um, connection with their community, their own spiritual development and their and meeting their friends, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And it it gave a kind of a purpose to their day, a bit like going to the post office, you know. Um, and you know, it's the easiest thing for a younger government who don't understand that generation to just lock everything down. Um, when when we had um, a more reduced lockdown, and we had you know groups of twenty five. 50 be able to go to Mass mm-hmm. I, I'm from Killarney myself and in the parishes around Killarney and Killarney itself it was managed so responsibly and so well done and so safely and talking to elderly sacristans of small rural uh, churches around our community they're very sad at how, where you would have a small country church and you'd have a handful of people on a Monday or Tuesday or whatever 
and they would come into church. They already had their own pews. There was no need to socially distance. Because and that would be fair. And that would be fair enough, John. I wouldn't disagree with that. I don't think anybody would. But I suppose the government and Neffet are worried about. Not that I have a huge amount of faith in any of them. Um, is that on Easter Sunday in particular? And I know there's a bit of a trend going online at the moment that if they do open the churches, they're encouraging people to go, whether you're Christian or not, just yeah. to have a point of principle. Um, the, the, there's a, a kind of. The fear that is on particularly Easter Sunday or Good Friday that there would be a large attendance. Yes, and I, I, I agree with that. And it's, it's the worst time to start reopening churches. Like, you, it's it's almost like they want the whole thing to mess up on purpose so that they can continue to keep the churches closed after Easter. Mm. And uh, like you're literally starting with the worst case scenario, which is Easter. And you know, if you were to plan it properly. You should have had the churches open in the last few weeks. Should they have ever have closed, no, to be honest with you? Because Ireland is quite unique in the fact, and you would imagine because we're a Christian country and and primarily Catholics in this country, you would imagine they wouldn't have. I mean, most large countries like America, they never close the churches. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and, And I would say to you that if you look on a Monday or Tuesday, you might get 20 people in a church for 200 and it's so easy to socially distance. Yeah, because they're big buildings. So yeah, they're huge buildings. Huge buildings. The largest yeah. buildings in the country, for God's sake. Some of them. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, keep texting. Keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-0008. John, stay there if you want to. Uh, someone that says there, I went to a dance school at 15 years of age. My brother went to fine arts school at 14 years. But my brother went to horse training at 15 years of age. We all did successful. We all had successful careers in our trade. Christina, we were talking about success earlier on. Some Fianna Fáil backbenchers planning a vote of no confidence in Michal. Um, on see, we'll see how this goes. Also, Neffet members to ban anti-lockdown protests in order to keep public in line, says uh, Philip Nolan. Oh, Philip Nolan, head of Neffet. Um, okay, yeah. Mm. Not I completely agree with you. I believe the government are going to gaslight the people once again next week with some little titbits of freedom. How dare they take away our freedom? Another person says, now, what a load of crap. Women afraid of men. Jesus, what's next? Soon it'll be an offence to look at a woman. Now, Jose, what are you talking about that for? We didn't even mention that today. There you go. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping, numbers 87 I'm surprised Posh James would defend a rat bag like Michal Martin. Just uh, goes to show what side his bread is buttered on. Oh, there you go. Some people don't like Michal, but some people do. It's interesting, isn't it? If a person is very sick and too old, they can watch or listen to any worship, which is totally permissible, and the same must apply for a deadly pandemic, which has killed almost 2.8 million people around the world. Okay, 2.8 million people is a lot of people, but when you look at that in context of how many people die around the world on a yearly basis, you need to put all that into context. The word 2.8 million sounds like a lot of people, and it is a lot of people, but put it into context of the amount of people that die. Would you like the figures of the amount of people that die of cancer, heart disease, all those other diseases that we have in the world? That's a drop in the ocean, let's be honest. The 2.8 million out of the bigger scheme of things about many people die in the world. And we can't live our lives you know, being afraid of dying all the time. We have to put things into perspective, and I think that's what we're talking about. Uh, somebody says, Niall, I think you're underplaying it. 2.8 million is a lot of people. It's not. When you look at the amount of people that die every single day, over 100, and, I think it's about 150,000 people die every single day around the world. The biggest killer would be cardio, uh, cardiovascular disease. Out of that 150,000, how many do you think? A third of them. 48,000 people will die of heart disease. Cancer, 26,000. Respiratory diseases, 10,000. That's all respiratory diseases. 
Uh, lower respiratory infections, 7,000. Dementia, 6,000. Digestive diseases, 6,500. I could go on and on and on. So put things into perspective when we're talking about how we worry about people dying. The one thing we're sure of in life is dying. We can't live our lives worrying about dying. I mean, don't get me wrong, people die from COVID-19, but it's not the bubonic plague, for God's sake. Uh, Kieran, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Kieran? Not too bad on yourself, no. Uh, Kieran, I mean, okay, do you, do you believe we should open the churches? No. Um, put it this way, you were even saying at the start, and we all know that the main people that go into mass are elderly people who are probably some of the most vulnerable in society. Now, you're, try, you're trying to keep us all separated in that, but yet they want to put the most vulnerable in a room together. What are they thinking? Well, I, I would imagine at this stage, I hope at this stage, that the most vulnerable, those over the age of 80, and the average age, sadly, of people dying of COVID-19 is 83 years of age. So the, th- those who would be, the majority of people, actually, who died of COVID-19 would be all over the age of 80, have at least had their first vaccination. Now, many would have the second vaccination, but at least the first. And they've already said with some of the vaccinations, I think the AstraZeneca, uh, that they're 70% protected after the first vaccination. Now, I don't want people to be running out licking people with COVID or anything like that, but what I'm suggesting is there's already a certain amount of protection. They're going to be wearing masks. Um, I imagine the majority wouldn't be over 80. A lot of them would be somewhere between 60 and 80. They're going to be wearing masks. They, they were, the last time they were open, they were well supervised. They had ushers bringing people out, keeping social distance. I mean, you can't keep people locked up forever. No, but you're going to have protests out of this as well. You're going to have a big backlash because a lot of people are going to be saying, oh, you're opening the churches. Why don't you open everything else? What about the pubs, the restaurants, all that crack? You're going to have... Yeah, but what about them? What about? I mean, is it not time after a year and a bit to start thinking about, we need to get back to a level of some semblance of normalcy? Yeah, but the first thing me all thinking of now is the, the, the churches and he's gaslighting us, and it's just, it's just, it's getting ridiculous at this stage. I mean, I don't see him having a very long career, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think, poor old Michal, I do feel sorry for him. He was gagging to be Taoiseach all his life. He was born to be the Taoiseach. He wanted to be the Taoiseach. And the one time he gets to be the Taoiseach, the country's in bits. Donald um, Trump did better than him in America. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. Poor old Michal. Okay, you don't think so. You I, think it's playing with fire and you believe don't open them. Stay there. Let me go to Mary. Mary, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Mary? How you doing, guys? Do you believe they should be open? Of course. Okay. Are you a Christian yourself? I am. I'm a practicing Christian, Niall. And just to clarify there, for some people, obviously, they are not church scores. Our churches are currently open for private worship. Mm-hmm. They are not closed. Yeah. The doors are opened in most parish churches. Yeah. Secondly, we celebrated Christmas services in our churches. They were all done very... Responsibly. Uh, responsibly. We put on extra messes. People were given a number. They were restricted. Families, and you're talking there about over 70s and 80s going to mess. Can I just say something now? I'm not over 60. No. A lot of my peers, a lot of my age group, we are regular church scores. The majority of people going to mass are probably going to be between 60 and 80. I would say even between 50. We have a lot of okay. young families going to Mass now. Yeah, okay. No, by the way, I'm not ruling out the fact that young people, no, young no, people no, go I to Mass. Yeah. What I'm saying is the most vulnerable over 80s do not want to go to Mass. No, they'll stay at home. Because they're nervous. They're frightened. Yeah. The people that want to go and celebrate Easter ceremonies are young families in the parishes and people between 50 and 70. Mm. 
There is absolutely no risk whatsoever. I was in a local supermarket during the week. I had to ask the person that came up to the, right up to the conveyor belt. I had to ask her, would you please move Keep your and give me my space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I, see, I see it all the time, people piling yeah. on top of each other when they're putting absolutely. their stuff on the conveyor belt. Yeah. There is no risk for anyone. And that girl earlier on that spoke about people, uh, public holidays in Ireland and people then losing the run of themselves, going to parks and all that, that girl is off the wall. I mean... See, I, I, I get when I, when I hear people say that, I get a bit upset because when I say Absolutely. people are losing the run of themselves, Absolutely. going out to a park for a walk or a sit down with your family on a blanket, I see nothing wrong with doing those Absolutely. things. The government don't want you to do them, but I see nothing. That's just part of no, life. No, but I mean, it's not going to happen just because they open the churches for public worship at the weekend. It's going to make a difference. No, people are not going to be going off in those groves at public parks. Sorry, Kieran, what are you trying to say? Yeah, yeah, actually, do you know what? It was kind of mentioned there briefly about the seasoned goers. You know, you're going to have, okay, probably a lot of younger families and things like that, because there are the seasoned goers that only go on Christmas, Easter, weddings, stuff like that. You know, yeah, that kind yeah, of way. yeah. So that could cause a big thing as well. It could cause no, a cluster. No, no, no. Listen, we had this at Christmas time. People booked their place in the church. There was mm. no overcrowding. It was done properly. So let's stop the scaremongering about people attending worship. It's not about, an issue. Is it a big enough church? Of course it is a big enough church. Most of them are, Kieran. Most of them are huge. I mean, okay. we have volunteers standing at the door, sanitizing mm. people, and the church is sanitized between masses and left the, the appropriate time is left between services. So let's stop the scaremongering about going to public worship. Well, you know, and, and you know, in, in comparison, with the greatest respect, Kieran, in comparison to your local Aldi or Lidl or whatever it happens to be, or Dunn stores, there's very few surfaces in a church, apart from people sitting on their chair and kneeling down and praying yeah. or whatever it is. They're not going around touching things. They're not going touching each other. I mean, you walk into Dunn's and people are squeezing the bread and pulling out of the potatoes. Yeah. And so, I mean, you, you, I mean, and I looked at the data there before Christmas, even when we, when they had their at least data on outbreaks and, and, you know, and the amount of cases. And as far as I remember, there was no data for churches. There was no outbreaks in the churches. It didn't happen. There was more shibines opened around the country for Cheltenham last weekend. Than probably, probably, yes. We don't absolutely know was. Yeah. I can tell you that. Well, didn't I see a story in the paper yesterday when two guards had attended a party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it says it all, really, doesn't it? I'm sure there's Christian guardy out there, by the way, who want to go to the churches. Listen, thank you very much, Nick, Kieran and Mary. Uh, and I do hope they open the churches, even though I'm not a Christian myself and I wouldn't be attending, but I do hope that they open them for the, for the sake of all the parishioners who do want to go and respect Jesus Christ and God over that particular weekend. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.